Welcome back to the Substandard, brought to you by Dollar Shave Club. Stop spending a fortune on gimmicky shave tech you don't need. Make the smarter choice by joining Dollar Shave Club. Get your first month for only 5 bucks with free shipping by going to dollarshaveclub.com slash substandard. I'm Victor Mattis along with Sonny Bunch and Jonathan V. Last, I'd like to remind you that the Substandard is available on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Just look on a podcast and search for Substandard. You'll easily find us. Please subscribe, tell your friends, and leave a review. In addition, we'd also like to remind you that Substandard show notes posted by Jonathan Last are often available every Friday at 11 a.m. at weeklystandard.com. Not often and every. <laughs> I <laughs> know. I love that. You kind like of, that? Uh, it leaves people sort of confused about what's going to happen. Yeah. You have to stay tuned. <laughs> But that's, what, that's but, what the audiences love, confusion. They love confusion. Judging, <laughs> judging by the ratings of this show for the last two weeks, what they really love is confusion. Yes. Um, Sonny, how are you? I am bad. I'm why, bad. Why are you bad? Uh, I have had two major personal losses oh, in no. the last oh, uh, no. a week or so here. Tell us. Number one, I went to the Dogfish Head Ale House, one yeah, of our yeah, favorite, yeah, yeah, one yeah. of our favorite like place too. establishments to take our children uh, and give them delicious, high quality food at a reasonable price in an environment that is suited for their their tastes. So this episode is not brought to you by Dogfish no, Head, by the way. No, it's not. Uh, should be, but but, uh, but the we we go there and I sit down and I and I, and I ordered my beer. I ordered a, a pumpkin ale. Their, their mm-hmm. pumpkin, the mm-hmm. first pumpkin ale mm-hmm. of of the season. It's really. The, it's really one of the highlights of my year. And then I, I get my beer and I'm sipping and I'm looking at the beer menu because, you know, I, Dr. Mm-hmm. Shedd is well known for their craft of brews course. and they, they, they have a, 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 a wide variety and mm-hmm. I like to kind of change it up sometimes. But usually what I get is the Raison d'Etre. It's, a, it's kind of oh, a Belgian ale. Oh, I've seen ale, that one, yes. Belgian ale. It's very, it's dark and it, it has like kind of a coffee that has a uh, aftertaste yes. to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I I was looking for it on the menu because I, w- I wanted to see, you know, that they, and they didn't have it. They didn't have it and they'll never have it again. Oh my God. They're retiring so the Raison d'Etre. And this is, a, this is a, this I, is a I brew thought, that's I, been around for some 20 so years. It's the, it was one of their original, like, you know, kind yeah, of no, big hits. Yeah, no, I thought it was the Raison d'Etre. And no, nobody God, stop. Just stop trying to do shtick while I'm pouring oh, my no, soul I'm sorry. out here. Go ahead. Continue. Uh, and they and I and I asked the waiter. I like kind of cautiously called him over. I said, "Do you guys not have garçon? Do you not garçon? Have the raison? That's French for boy." And he and he kind of and he kind of <laughs> rolled his eyes. Oh, sorry, sonny. Go ahead. Thank you, Victorino. Well sorry. played. Please, please continue, Tim Roth. Please. <laughs> Oh, oh! We're they just... didn't have it anymore, oh, and they yeah. the the waiter was was very. He, I, I could tell he's gotten this question a lot over the last several days because he kind of was like, "Nope, 
Never going to have it again. It's gone. He was not very, he was not sympathetic at all to my plight. He did, he did he laugh he at did, you? He didn't laugh, but he wanted to, I could tell. And anyway, so that was- Did you do that an was, end zone sack dance? That was, that was the beginning. That was the beginning of my desolation trip because we get in the car, mm-hmm. we go home. And on the way home, my wife notices something, and she doesn't say anything. I could see her like typing away furiously on her phone. I'm like, "Whoa, what's what's happening?" So we we get we get home. We pull in the driveway, and she she remains in the car after we get out. And I'm like, "God, something really terrible has happened." And she comes into the house and she says, "Sonny, I have bad news." And I said, "What? The Chili's is closed. <laughs> my local Chili's is no more." It is. It's closed. We we even we she we just to make sure we called the store. We called the store's phone number and got the disconnected. Oh do, do, <laughs> this this phone is no longer connected. And that that, and that was, was your other place you was, go to. I, so these are fine. these are my two favorite places. Now, fortunately, the dogfish head is still there. Yeah. It's it's just, and, 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 and frankly, other beers. and honestly, this is maybe it's a good thing. It'll get me out of my comfort zone. I'll, I'll, I'll order some different things. You know, you could go to sweet. I can find you could a go new, to sweet green. No. God, why would I, there's a called? chop right across the street from the sweet green. Sweet why green? would I ever go to the sweet green? Uh, but the the you know maybe it's maybe it's for the best. Maybe oh, I can find That's, a new yeah. mm-hmm. Tex-Mex yeah. restaurant uh, instead to, of Chili's. Why did you go to Summers in Arlington? You ever see that place? Summers, but man. It was a it was a rough. It's been a rough couple days for me, guys. Sorry, sorry, so if any, if you can just be a little sorry, more sympathetic than you have been thus far, understand the problem. There are sixteen hundred and six chilies in America. <laughs> But 2016 Applebee's, which means that there are more Applebee's mm-hmm. than Chili's, which means mm-hmm. that Chili's isn't as good as Applebee's, no. according to the bunch principle. Mm-hmm. Well, because yeah, if right. Chili's was so good, there'd be They'd more. Have more. Yeah. And the free mm-hmm. market is so awesome that if that Chili's was any good, it would still be in business, Sonny. So the I fact agree. that it's out of I, business look, means it is, wasn't good. No, but this mm-hmm. is but this is the real problem here is the millennials. As the news the news outlets have taught me, the millennials are killing all They're the things. They killed the things. napkins. They've killed uh, home ownership. Okay, well, napkins deserve to die. They, they've <laughs> killed, and they're killing the chain restaurants. Mm-hmm. The millennials don't mm-hmm. like the, they don't like BW three mm-hmm. apparently, according mm-hmm. to the internet, that, which I read all the time. Mm-hmm. The internet, <laughs> and uh, and they don't like chilies. Yeah. And this it's a garbage generation. Yeah. And they've stopped cooking. The millennials they stopped cooking. What do what do millennials even eat? Uh, it's I just bowl. avocado they, toast they, all day long. Just, just gobs and gobs of avocado toast. People over the weekend. Um, so what I, did you do this weekend, I, Vic? I tried to get a new grill. Oh, oh and put it together tried. yourself. Well, I've done that. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> did you? Get, I'm not even gonna reply. I'm gonna let. I'm gonna let Jonathan's laugh linger. <laughs> that sinister laugh linger wait, wait. for a little bit. Did you get? Did you get one of the ones with the parabola lasers? That, the infrared. Like, use the, the infrared that uses the the heat of the sun or whatever. Yeah, did you ask Kate in? to start it for I, you? No, no, no. Well, I didn't I'm get one. I'm afraid of the I fire. Didn't, Kate, I didn't get can one. Can you start it for me? He's very sassy now that he's. Did back. you get Did yeah. you get a product cover, like a nice leather cover, <laughs> to you zip it up? So I went to the Home Depot in Seven Corners, which is they say notoriously the bad one, but it was closest one. So you I go love there. that. So I oh love that Home gosh. Depot. I don't, I don't like that one at all. Uh, we have a friend who uh, actually went to the Home Depot in Maryfield. Is that correct? And well, he you had went to, to the you went to the Sniper Home Depot. Yeah. Yeah, I believe you think about that every time we go in the parking lot. But um, if, if, if listeners aren't familiar, that was from. 2002 that was uh the dc sniper uh there was a person killed in that parking lot (laughs) anyway so we go there and um they just make it uh, very difficult i the last uh grill i have in my house i actually did assemble it uh myself they say oh it only takes three hours it took about seven 
to put it all together. Did you but use tools and everything? I was all alone. I didn't have any help. I why? Used, I was all alone. Why? I put why on earth would Did you I pay assemble money? No, why would you not pay the money it to was assemb- a, have it assembled? It was a gift from my sister when we first moved in, and one day there was a giant box in our backyard. Goes, Surprise! We got you a grill in a giant box. So that was my whole day. Jesus. Yeah. So anyway, uh, but I took pride in putting that together, including the gas line, everything else. That was that was a big deal for me personally, a personal achievement. What was that motion that you just made to your face? <laughs> you can I, never see it. I, You'll I, never see it on the radio, on the podcast. So anyway, I gas go there. Gas line or a hand <laughs> Never mind. Yes. I, something. Was or a shake weight. Yes. A gas line yeah. or was, a shake weight. This is how I do the gas line mo- motion. So anyway, I, uh, <laughs> I, I I wanted to get this. Uh, oh, the, he's into the, it. The three grill. He's really into it. The three grill thrill, uh, three grill Genesis, right, from Weber. Weber. So <laughs> Weber. You State. went to get the Genesis? I wanted to get it. for. <laughs> of course, like, the yeah, doctor's yeah. kid gets the Genesis. <laughs> it was recommended by Mike Goldfarb. I'm sorry. I got the cheapest one available. What's a Weber It's big. It's Weber. It's big. It's got like. It's the most overpriced. Grill that exists. It's I, I got how the much, three, not the it? four, five, seven hundred. Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah. Now who's see, laughing at my parabola? You should lasers. see the one they were showcasing for eleven hundred. It was ridiculous. So anyway, I said, "Well, I'm interested." Did you, did you just sell like a book or something? What? Where are you getting all no, this? No, I work where at the, you, I work at the free. I work at the free beacon, uh, Sonny. Well, Why? What are you talking about? Yeah, we are we are hugely <laughs> overpaid. So uh, we. <laughs> We, we're not. We're kidding. People who listen, who work at the Beacon. So uh, I say, okay, um, how, what do I do to get this? Um, how do I get this um, grill? Well, um, you know, we could have it d- directly shipped to your home uh, if you order it online, right? You get it directly shipped to your home uh, if you order it online. But um, you don't want to do that because assembly takes forever, sir. So why don't you just get it assembled? <laughs> they just <laughs> looked at you, yeah, they and they could tell. Yeah, this but then guy they're like, you know, do it. But you know, look, we assemble it for free. We assemble it for free, and uh, uh, and then just rent a truck to take it home. Well, that's what they say. Well, we're not and trying, then but, you can just lift it down from the yes, truck yourself. Well, that's ex- exactly <laughs> right, JV. Uh, me and my wife. Okay, so they said no. I said, well, don't you? Well, Kate could do it herself. I said, can't you? Uh, well, we assemble it, but you have to take it away yourself. And you could put it, but I, I, I talked to this guy. He's great about fitting things in cars. And he said, okay, great. What car do you have? And I said, uh, we have like a Highlander, Toyota Highlander. No, that's not going to fit. You're going to have, we, so we, you know, we can assemble it, but you can't fit in your car. So but you're going to have to. three automobiles larger than yes. the Toyota well, Highlander. Well, right. So then they said, okay, well, um, you can get, you know, we could, for $80, we could deliver it to your home for uh, assembled to your home. But I tell you, sir, you know, these times, sometimes we deliver it and uh, they come out broken and then you have to send it back. So you shouldn't do that either. <laughs> so you know what? I just left. <laughs> it was like you just walked, just walked away. away. Or you could be a man and just put it together yourself. That's well, that's going to that's hap- the stupidest the thing I've ever option. heard. That's the stupidest. That's such a waste of time and effort. You, hear, you know what I it do? It's like three you hours. Know, you know what I do? I work to make money so I can pay other people to do things. That's why I have a job. No, it is it ridiculous. Is, you know, while I'm at it, why don't I do a barn raising like but, a witness? But also, do a barn also focusing the also, front of the also, mind. Also, I don't buy I don't buy an eight hundred dollar grill. I buy a two hundred dollar well, grill so I can spend the eighty dollars on shipping and assembly. As you know, I. I didn't. I didn't. So I feel like I saved myself seven hundred dollars. I feel like I'm surrounded by insane people. You I don't understand. The front I honestly of your don't mind understand. On a mundane task, so that the rest of your mind can float free and find zen. This is why people do mundane tasks with their hands. I'm just going to get charcoal. Anyway, okay, listeners, if you have an opinion on gas and grill, dial in one eight hundred. Okay, JVL. Wait, uh, wait, so wait, we, we yes. should we should note that you you were getting a gas grill, not a charcoal. I was getting not, a gas, not grill. a garbage charcoal. No, no, I was getting grill. gas because that's okay, all. I, that's what I like. You want to okay. taste the meat, not I, the heat. Yes, and evenness, evenness. Okay, so much better. JVL, welcome back. Hey boys, where have Hi, you JVL. been? 
What's what? He went on. You went on sabbatical. Room spring hiatus. On my room spring. Uh, so yes. you, uh, you just let Warren use my headphones. <laughs> I was under the impression that he said that you said it was okay for him to do that. I did. Okay, I'm sorry, Vic. We've known each other for 20 years, and you would buy I, the story that I, I was said surpri- it was fine. That's I why I was surprised. And then he brought just, him into the men's room. Too. I just, I just want to <laughs> be, I just want to be honest with you. I, I actually told Mike that he should use your headphones. <laughs> I didn't tell you this downstairs because I wanted to spring it on you right now. <laughs> just, and I said, and I, I said, knew the minute I pulled the box off the shelf because I arrange everything in my office precisely so, so that if anything is disturbed when I'm he, not there, I know it. Do I you take put like a little inventory. hair, like Batman? Do you put a little hair in the drawer to make sure if anything's? Broken? Yes. <laughs> so yeah, it happened, and you're wearing them on your ears disgusting. now. I'm pretty. Well, I can feel his oils. oils. Oh, Mike Warren, oil. He doesn't look like. Uh, he doesn't look like he sweats a lot. That's. Uh... <laughs> He's not have. It's not Ouch. like he has a lot of hair, you know, or anything. I <laughs> have to throw these away now. <laughs> you have to burn them. You have to burn them. So yes, that's uh, that. That happened in your absence. Can't believe you guys broke kayfabe on this too. I was ready for a full, you know, wrestling. I was trying to figure out what it was like with me coming back. If it was, well, if we it were... was Kevin Nash going back to the WCW, or if it was the NWO Wolfpack thing. Or... Well, we had we had actually thought about. Uh, having another guest host we wanted to have like a, another guest host and just like act like it was just like we were going to have a new one every, every week. week but then we got real lazy and mike had also seen the like marta movies. on arrested development yeah yeah i guess oh, i don't I remember that yeah that's right they switched her too and roseanne's daughter in roseanne and i was thinking of course, mine, Mad was, Men. mine was bobby draper uh mad men that was like they, four they or five I no but it was, it was meant to be a it was meant to be a joke on arrested oh, development that's good. it was done as a it's a funny thing because nothing in the rest so wait, of the development happens by accident. They changed Martis, the char- the actress. You just swapped the did. actors out. They yeah. did. I always it's wondered funny. about that. I never, I never even noticed. It's funny. The show gets better and better. Okay, so you were gone. Where did I you go? go? <clears throat> Tell us. Down to the beach. Nice. Down to the beach for a couple weeks. Wow, was, a couple uh, weeks. Have you ever taken a couple weeks vacation? You know, I, on the, the one hand, on the one hand, I've got a, a guy ordering billion dollar grills on my right. On the other, on my on my left, I've got the guy taking multi week vacations to the guys. beach to just hang. I, you know, guys, ridiculous. When you're, when you're a brand ambassador, no, you're always no. working. <laughs> when I was out on the beach, out on the sand, repping with my Prana gear, oh, and my, my Schuffer Huffer hat, and Shuffer Huffer sunglasses. That must have been quite a quite a uh, an image. Got a lot of looks. Had a lot of conversations. Oh, I'm, with I'm sure people you did down there in North well, Carolina who want to know what the hell Shuffer Huffer. Is. <laughs> well, you got what? a pretty mouth. <laughs> I'm sure. Well, I'm sure they were also confused why as to why you were wearing the leather jeans into the surf while you were while you were on your surfboard. I just I would also be confused if I saw a guy I, on the uh, beach wearing Prada jeans. It's quite a visual. I uh, I think I moved a lot of product. I'll be honest. Sold a lot of sold a lot of shufferhuffers. <laughs> sold a lot of shuffer. <laughs> no, I, my my one disappointment with this place because it is heaven. This this place we go uh, is that the local grocery store sells a competing brand of shufferhuffer of the shufferhuffer. Yes, I, don't, I believe it's called Sunkist because they are a potential, you know, always a potential sponsor. Tazo. I don't want to say the name of this oh. company and mm. their product, mm. but I will say that in a moment of weakness, I bought a six pack to give it a try, and it tasted like unicorn piss. Mm. But it was from a unicorn, <clears throat> so kind of like, so kind of like regular shufferhuffer. <laughs> <Is> that- <laughs> it was not good. 
It was not good. So it was Sweet, great. yet intriguing. Disturbing, great. yet intriguing is what you were saying. I, you, uh, you drank it, and then you wanted more. Okay. I got a new surfboard, which was great. It's a bodyboard, not a surfboard, but it's close enough. And if you're interested, Sonny, I'll tell you, it was crazy expensive. No. No. Crazy I just, expensive. I just assume that you guys are- Because you always want to know how much money was that, I Jonathan? You, I assume you guys hey, are just JBL, driving around. How could you spend that much money on that I, thing? I, I, this is this is what I live with. I like. I assume you guys actually both own Teslas and just aren't telling me because you, you know that I would ask you how much you spent on them. My grill was the same as uh, Jonathan. Uh, I think he bought Fantastic Four number one as the same <laughs> price. Sorry. This board is so awesome. I can't even tell you. I was ripping it with this thing. Have you ever, Sonny? Do you, do you ever do a lot of bodyboarding? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> when you go to yeah. the beach. Oh yeah. Look, here, See, here's my question. Here's, oh, here's, right. d- real question, Sonny. Yeah. yeah. I know how you feel about sand. Yeah. It's coarse the, and it gets everywhere. Is the ocean worse? Than the sand itself, because the ocean has like fish excrement and God knows what else floating around in it. In addition to sand in the ocean, no, no, I don't. So, I, which is worse to I, you? I don't mind the ocean. The ocean is fine. I the ocean is is I'm I don't like going into water. <laughs> so it's like, but it's like the difference between the ocean and a pool is negligible to me, frankly. I the, the problem is really? you, you have to trek through all that sand to get there, and then you come out of the water and you're wet. So the sand sticks to you, and you're you're like a filthy hobo. No, so you for like, the rest of the day, like the Miami beaches where they have the big blue plastic carpets to walk you all the way from the pavement out to the water so you but don't have to touch sand. Once again, you 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 seem to have totally misunderstood anything that I would enjoy doing. Why would I ever go to Miami? Hot and humid, sand everywhere, disgusting clubs, awful you have, people. You have to go outside crowded. to get there too. The only the only place this is a true so on uh, for my honeymoon we went to Aruba and I really loved Aruba because they had a pool right next to the beach. So I could kind of like look at the water and I could hear it, but I could just sit next to the pool and not get sand all over my my body. It was a million times better. But also I would not go into the pool. I would just sit next to the pool and I would read my Kindle uh, uh, that was stocked full of excellent new content. Wow. That is how I spent my money. If I'm at a hotel on a beach, I'm not going to the pool. I'm going to the beach. I Why? Love, I, I love beach. Why? I love sand. I don't beach like dirt, great. This but is, I like sand. I don't understand how people like rolling. I love this is, sand. Literally, right. this is okay. literally just rolling. We're like, you're rolling well, around no, in but, dirt. But, but, but JV and I JV Why not and just I go play in a Jersey? So we're sort of Jersey Shore oriented. Yeah, you're trash. We like you're, you're trash no, people. No, no, we're like the, we're, we're iron born, Sonny. We're like the from the Iron Islands. Exactly. You're trash. <laughs> so Vic, I'll ask you then. Yes, JVL. You've done a little bit of bodyboarding in your time, uh, right? No. <laughs> you never got the Mori boogie board back when you the were like board? 10 and it was no, a big no. deal? I, I, I might have. From uh, Whammo. I, I, from Whammo, no. No, I, I might have ridden a banana boat. But <laughs> <laughs> you ever see those things on the beach? Sorry. No, That's a club in Miami, too. No, I, <laughs> what is a banana boat? It's up there with the um, the manhole. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't think that needs to be. That's a Robin Williams joke. Go ahead. I know. I was going to tell you about the difference between your normal, you know, mm-hmm. surf shop mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. bodyboard mm-hmm. and this thing that I mm-hmm. bought. The Wave Skater. Wave Skater. Uh, tremendous brand. I might be an ambassador. God. Who could say? 
Sonny, all right? Sonny's oh now banging God. his forehead into Against the, the, into the, the microphone. The, the, the dirty, foamy microphone, I, I like to remind you. I signed up for a pop culture podcast, I, not a, a faux outdoorsman nonsense podcast. I was going to tell you the difference between my board okay, and the please, normal stuff. Please no, do. That would no, be great. Go ahead. No, go for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. No, let's, I want, I'm actually very- big for it. I'm, uh, you know what I want to know about? I want to know how the water glides off the surface. So you get frictionless motion through the water, I guess. I don't know how body boards work. Does it have a fin on the bottom, like on like on Point Break, you know, with the surfboard? This is what I want to know. How do you not sink when you're on the bodyboard? Doesn't it? Don't you just go to the bottom of the ocean like a stone? Isn't that how how water works? <laughs> so there was only well, one. Even, even with Jonathan's <clears throat> weight, I think it holds up. It's, there was it's... only <laughs> one blot on my trip. Mm. My little island has a single four-screen movie theater. Mm. Built circa like 1976 and unrenovated. The golden, since the golden then. age of cinema. Yes, they have four screens. And when I got there, Wonder Woman was showing on one of them. And then midway through the trip, they replaced it with Spider Man. Spider Man Homecoming. They yep. replaced Wonder Woman. They replaced Wonder Woman with Spider Man. Well, that's, yep, that's, that is pretty patriarchy serious. right and there. And I went and I asked the manager exactly what the hell he thought he was doing. And he explained to me that he just doesn't like making money. And he thought that the young girls on the island were getting too uppity about being scientists and computer programmers. Oh, boy. And that's why he changed it out. And you know what? Look, I don't want to get into this. I don't want to get political. But I had a great time on my vacation except for that incident. And I'll just leave it at that. So I I had a serious conversation that I wanted to have with you boys Mm -hmm. about ice cream. Oh, okay. Well, now. Yeah, now you got my interest. How do you consume your ice cream content? Are we talking about ice cream or frozen custard? Ice cream only. Well, okay. I, I, so what do you do? You mean like cone or bowl? Yes, or sprinkles? cone or cup. Mm-hmm. So it depends. If I can get a good waffle cone, oh yeah, and I have time to just oh, like sit yeah. there and mm-hmm. really luxuriate mm-hmm. with my ice cream content, like, today, like the lollipop girls good. on the the Gong Show. <laughs> Well, no, the lollipop twins was that? Was it? That was one of our racier episodes. Yeah. Yes, go ahead. Is that uh, how you consume your? Uh, but your if, waffle if, I can, cone, if I can get like a good waffle cone with yes, oh my god, he's making faces <laughs> into oh, the. That's quite a that's face. Disgusting. The Facebook Live of this is going to be great. Yes. Okay, uh, uh, Sunny. So you you will go for waffle, waffle cone if but it's available. But usually, honestly, usually I just get a bowl, a cup. Yeah, yeah a cup. But you will do the cone. But I, I can't. I I have been known to get sugar again, cone again. Just the waffle cone, not the sugar cone. The problem with the sugar cone is that it like sits on top and it's all over the edges and it starts melting and stuff. With the waffle cone, you've got like a nice little cup and it kind of pools down in the bottom. It doesn't spill over the side. What I do with the sugar cone is I force the ice cream you just into get it the all cone the way into with the back my, of your throat. Wait, no, without gagging. No, I force it down the cone with my tongue. That's oh, how powerful oh. my tongue is. I just push it down so that, you know, I've got ice cream down to the last tip. Okay. Uh, why, Jamie? Why do you ask? Yes. You people are fucking savages. Uh, 2205. You got to bleep it yourself. <clears throat> I had on my trip for the first time in 20 years, 20 years, mm. ice cream in a cone. Mm. Yeah. Because as a child, I was sort of traumatized by having ice cream in cones because it gets everywhere. It just, it it drips. You can't even enjoy the ice cream because you're in a constant battle Mm, to keep your hands clean. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, when I found out that you could get ice cream, I remember this very vividly as a kid. 
finding out that you could get it in a cup mm. and being like, no, I'll take it in a cup. Don't give me the cone anymore. And uh, and so I decided to, you know, look, maybe this is one of those things when I was small and Christmas trees were tall and this is just a weird childhood. Now, the psychologists have a term for this, sort of, you know, weird memories that it's get called warped a, a in JVL. your head. A JVLism. I believe it's a called JVLism. Uh, schizophrenia. Yes. Yes. And so I went and got a cone to see if I was all wrong about it. And it was the most horrifying experience. It was, it was it's disgusting. People who eat ice cream out of cones are untermensch. It's it's horrifying. Uh, you might have to bleep that one out too. Uh, why it was was it just melting all over the place? Yes, it's it's, it's what dripping. Let me ask you. Let me ask you. Are you wait, three? Wait. Can you not control it? That it, the that that it's. I have it on ice cream in a coat, and it doesn't melt like that. It's the only thing I could. The only thing I was paying attention to was trying to control it and keep it from getting all over my fingers. And then what? once it's your fingers like, rolls down your forearm, well, you know what? You should wear a bib. Band. At this rate, you should just wear a it's bib horrifying. because I. It, this is a bad side for you. That People, if, if you can't control your ice cream, I'm I, I, I'm, I'm going to split the difference in here and say that I actually totally understand where JBL is coming from. This is again why I don't ever get sugar cones because very they are they're disgusting. This was a sugar cone. I am yeah. very the efficient waffle, and strategic The waffle, the waffle cone is much better. Again, the waffle cone is well, like... Well, in 20 years, I'll try one with a waffle cone. The waffle cone is oh, like, this is a great demonstration here. The waffle here. cone is like this, yeah. you uh-huh. see? So it like... It, uh, and uh, it, for viewers yeah, at home, really, I've, hey, I've, I've, I've that it, and so, is a great and so, waffle cone. And, and so what happens is the ice cream goes in the cone here, but it doesn't come out the side. You see, it's like this. It's like so. It's all right it's here. Like a basket. It's like a little basket for your for your ice cream. So that is, I think. Once I I hope everybody could hear that because I was kind of not talking into the mic. But like the 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 waffle cone keeps it from dripping all over your hand. It's it's mm. the superior okay. cone by mm-hmm. far. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like I said, I'll try it in 20 years. Um, but in the meantime, I was horrified by this. And my wife, who was just having the greatest time making fun of me for all this. So that yeah, she, Shannon she, is the best. She, she really has, is. She should be she, making fun of you. It's she like a goes baby. to a place where they sell ice cream as a kid, like where a they baby. sold ice cream between two waffles. Not waffle cones. Like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Right, well, like a waffle like a sandwich. Like an ice cream sandwich. No. No. I won't do it. What flavor ice cream were you eating? I couldn't even tell you what flavor I was eating because I was so fixated the fact that on you stopping are it from a, getting all over my fingers. The fact that you were a 40-something and couldn't control the ice cream from coming down the sides of the cone? No, I look, again, once again, this is, how this, is, this is a totally reasonable complaint. I will complaint. show you how I do the this ice totally, cream. It never this is melts. a totally reasonable complaint. It never melts. Uh, can we also, I'm glad that you mentioned waffles. Can we just settle one thing really quickly? Okay. All right. Uh, I'm ranking them now. Oh top my one. gosh! All right, waffles, mm-hmm. French toast, pancakes, pancakes. Mm-hmm. Right? Is that that's the definitive ranking of breakfast dessert foods? Right? Pancakes being number one or number three? No, no, pancakes oh, being three. the worst. Waffles number one, French toast number two. I'd put pancakes further down, even. That depends on well, who's I'm, doing the pancakes. I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just talking about easily made some things. Some French in your toast home. is really good. Yeah, I mean, people who, when yeah. you do French toast for real, mm-hmm. it can be awesome. I, I'm, I'm open to swapping. Well, we're talking your median waffle mm-hmm. versus your median mm-hmm. slab of French toast. Mm-hmm. Then I agree. Okay, but the best French toast. Better than the best waffle. Well, that's probably true. That's probably true. But also, you have to remember that the and the waffle, best pancakes still number three. Yeah, best pancakes are are still trash. the The best thing about waffles is that they've got the little holes and they catch all the syrup. So you get a lot. You, you get mean the squares? Syrup, you, get the, yeah. you get you get the holes. They are efficient. <laughs> the holes. Are, are we talking Belgian waffles or ego? 
Whatever. All waffles. I mean, all waffles. All Just waffles. 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 Not all waffles. Uh, they are efficient. They are efficient syrup delivery devices. And this is the thing about breakfast dessert foods: is that the only reason you're eating them is, is an excuse to consume uh, butter and uh, syrup. syrup. Yes. Okay. And maybe like some strawberries or something. Whatever you get on top. Eating waffles like... is a smart choice. <laughs> you know what no. else? Is that, was it my? Are we in the wrong right. part no, of the show? You know, we're we so excited to be back, at guys. 20, at this is so much fun. At Twenty-seven minutes. T- in, all right, we might as well. You do your I'm read. Signaling, I'm going to be over I'm here with my to, yeah, I'm signaling to the we, bullpen. We, we might, might need to bring Warren back. Yeah, we <laughs> might just warm him up. <laughs> warm him up. Can I say before you go to the read? Yeah. So I listened to the show while I was down there, and for the first time, I understand why people like it. It was really good. It's 40 still a episodes. mystery to, it's 40 still a mystery episodes. to me. So, so, what, so the, what is so the, the problem why? for us? Is, so when I listen to the show now, typically it is the, I, it is the fourth time that I'm hearing it mm-hmm. when I like finally consume the final product, mm-hmm. like as a normal consumer mm-hmm. in a car going someplace. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I actually do not have a problem listening to the sound of my own voice. But we, we sit all here together. I'm then glad I that's to, one of us. <laughs> Then I have to listen to it twice in, in the editing process, and then finally, mm-hmm. by the fourth time, it's just stale. But hearing it for the first time, you guys are really good. It was great. And Warren was fantastic. Oh. Frankly- He loosened up on the second episode. I am I a little bit surprised that I came back at all, because I thought this, this could be like the Bill O'Reilly well, thing. It's just a long-planned yeah. vacation, folks. <laughs> Nothing to say. We planned this vacation months ago. Yeah, once again- <laughs> once again, just goes odd and odd. Well, once again, we looked at the numbers, and they were not they were not good. People did not like was, Mike Warren. The show, was, <laughs> the show is oh, great. Are you kidding? There are some people who loved Mike Warren. There were a few Mike yeah, Warren partisans. Part of, mm-hmm. yeah. There have to be. It was great. Yeah. Mostly was, they were just it anti-trivial. Was a, it was a superior product. I'm sorry. Continue your read. Well, no, I was just going to say that the Dollar Shave Club is a smarter choice. You'll get a great <laughs> shave at a great price, conveniently delivered right to your door. It's a no-brainer choice. You no longer have to schlep to the store to buy a cheap disposable razor that gives you a cheap shave or spend a fortune on razors with gimmicky shaving tech you didn't need. When I use my Dollar Shave Club executive razor with their Dr. Carver's shave butter, the blade glides ever so gently and gives me such a smooth shave. Plus, their Dr. Carver's shave butter is transparent for a more precise shave, helps prevent ingrown hairs, and fights razor bumps. Now, listeners to the Substandard Podcast can make the smarter choice by joining Dollar Shave Club. For a limited time, new members get their first month of the executive razor with a tube of their Dr. Carver's shave butter for only $5 with free shipping. After that, razors are just a few bucks a month. That's a $15 value for only 5 bucks. In your first month, you get an awesome weighty handle, a full cassette of four cartridges, and a tube of their shave butter. After your first month, replacement cartridges ship automatically at the regular price. There are no hidden fees and no commitments. Cancel anytime you like. You can only get this offer exclusively at dollarshaveclub.com slash substandard. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash substandard. In fact, I just used my Dollar Shave Club razor and the shave butter this morning. and On it, what? On my face, JVL. And the razor to the skin it's just an amazing close encounter. Speaking of close encounters, over the weekend, Sony released the 40th anniversary of close encounter. That was on the spot, on the spot. 
I had 4. a different five. Oh, out of five, I hope. Uh, I was I had a different segue, but then you went on to ice cream, so that ruined it for me. Over the weekend, Sunny re- Sony Sunny released the 40th anniversary of Close Encounters of the Third Kind. I did. Yes, you did, you did a great job. I called my friend Ben Dreyfus. I was like, "What's your oh, dad, Richard Dreyfus, up to? Good. We're gonna." I hope Ben Dreyfus yeah. listens to the show. I think he may have listened once. I don't. You should listen. Not that it made a dent in the weekend box office. I was going to say it was absolutely dismal, as we discussed three days ago. Yes, as we discussed on Tuesday. But, uh, Sonny, uh, you saw it recently in the theater? Yeah, I watched it in the theater. What did you think? You know, once again, this was one of these weird weekends where there was nothing new in the theater. So I had a choice between uh, seeing Tulip Fever on Thursday night and writing about that uh, and really celebrating the demise of Dane DeHaan's career. Or uh, seeing Close Encounters of the Third Kind on the big screen in a 40th anniversary uh, re-release. And I went with Close Encounters. What did you choose? I went with Close Encounters. Mm. because. But the reason for this was because Tulip Fever literally was not playing Thursday night previews within 150 miles of D.C. It was, it was they are burying this movie as, as hard as they can. Um, or as deep as they can. And... Uh, it's it's uh it's really sad what's what's happening over at the Weinstein's. Anyway, uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. I I haven't I hadn't seen this movie in a few years, and I was excited to see it on the big screen. They they played like a twenty minute kind of like documentary preview thing yes. before, which was which was interesting. A few ep- episodes ago, I had asked like who actually goes to see these like old movies and the Fathom events, you know, whatever. And this isn't really a Fathom event thing. This is like a straight up re release, you know, in multiple theaters. But it was it felt kind of the same. Um. I, I want to say one. How, how was the print? I have I have a complaint about. I was seeing it at the Dolby. Did cinema. you go to Vic? Yes. I went on uh, Sunday. I'm sorry. Did you go to the Georgetown AMC? No, I went to the uh, <clears throat> the one in Boston. Ooh. I went to the Hoffman AMC uh, ah. here in in the Virginia region, and I have to say I was disappointed with the print. There were like weird little flashes. I don't know if it was an issue with the projector or uh, with the print itself, yeah, no. but it was a DCP. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. the projectionists probably don't know how to use real well, film anymore. I mean, for God's sake, it's really. De- I I I swear, I'm just going to stop going to these AMC Dolby theaters because every time I go to one, I'm disappointed. The one in Georgetown is is often bad. This one was not impressive. Did they mask I, it right? It was masked right. I think it was. I actually, I'll be honest, I'm not, I, I don't remember. I don't remember. Did you get gourmet popcorn? You know, I had watched, I did not get the dope gourmet popcorn. I had, I, I actually, right before uh, this, the Close Encounter screening, I watched Dunkirk again, which is so good. It's just really. But it has nothing about Churchill in it. Yeah, nothing about Churchill. Well, that's what you got the darkest uh, hour for. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Uh, anyway, uh, so Close Encounters of the Third Kind, loved it. Uh, uh, I, I, I really, um, continue to be kind of stunned by the fact that this movie came out the same year as Star Wars. It's amazing. And and uh, am slightly saddened by the fact that Star Wars has become like a kind of self-perpetuating business, whereas Close Encounters of the Third Kind is just remembered as like, eh, that, that other... Steven Spielberg, nineteen seventy. Uh, although movie. there was a Close Encounters board game, I don't know if any of our <laughs> listeners remember that. What? <laughs> yeah, look into that. Uh, it 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 is it, it and it's weird that this movie became a like giantly commercially successful film. Like thinking about that movie today being released, you know, we had Arrival last year, which I thought was a great movie, and it's and like kind of, of a which, hard sci-fi. Uh, Dennis Villeneuve, the director, is also featured yes, in that. Right, he, in, the, in the preview, he, he, he talks about how the movie is basically like a director making a movie about directing a movie. Um, 
but it, it, you know, you look at a movie like Arrival, which is kind of a hard sci-fi, interesting film about language and ideas and 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 what it means to be you know uh, uh, contacted by people from another another world. And uh, that movie made a hundred million dollars, barely. It's like scratched right. and clawed its way to a hundred million dollars. Right. Close Encounters of the Third Kind made what in today's dollars would be half a billion dollars. I mean, I like yeah, it is. Amazing. It is. It is like the idea of this. What is? What is? Again, it's not an art house film exactly, but compared to the kind of sci-fi extravaganzas we have today, it is. I mean, it's it's a little bit slower. Yeah. It's a little bit more dis- d- discursive, yeah. and it kind of goes all around the oh, world, and it doesn't over. just like lay out the story beat mm-hmm. by beat by beat. It is very, you know, it's a movie you kind of have you have to work at just a little bit, just just a drag. little bit yeah. uh, to, to get to the to, to get to the good stuff. And, you know, you could not release that movie today and have the same level of, of success. You just couldn't Enthusiasm do it. Enthusiasm wouldn't be there. Um, no, I mean, there and, Star Wars, of... and Star Wars is the reason why. Star Wars is, like, when again, when you compare these movies back to back, when you, like, sit down and watch one and watch the other, mm-hmm. they, one is just so much faster, right. so much more exciting, so much bigger special effects. Story goes bop, 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 bop. Hey, you, 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 you just, we live in a different world now. JVL. I mean, there are a bunch of reasons why that is, but I'm distracted by the Close Encounters, the board game yes. board, which <laughs> Wait, I'm going to flip around I believe Devil's, Devil's Tower I have to is say, the highlight of it. So it is a a board just full of squares with numbers <laughs> in them. Does this, does this look like a ball of excitement what, or what? 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 I don't even, crazy? how does that work? It's That's literally crazy. just a yeah. bunch of squares mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. numbers, mm-hmm. Uh, like 150 mm-hmm. of them or something mm-hmm. like that. That's yes. not the golden age of board game design. No, no apparently late 70s. not. 70s. Now, uh, I, I part, was, part of it's yeah. just the genre, though, right? I mean, sci-fi was a, it was not a new genre in the late 70s, but it was being taken to new and exciting places, which was interesting to audiences. Yeah. And... People don't really sci-fi is a dead genre. I mean, today, right? I mean, sci-fi is not Star Wars is not a sci-fi saga anymore. It is just a Star Wars saga. It's just an action just film, right? Doing science fiction. Well, I mean, Star Wars is, is hard to do. Star Wars today. has always, always also been sci- science fantasy, right? Like this is like yeah, it's never it's been much like, more like a western yeah, like, or a space mm-hmm, opera than, mm-hmm, than anything else. Mm-hmm. And for all we know, twenty years from now, thirty years from now, people will talk about modern comic book. Our our era comic book movies, the way we are talking about it now, there will you know it'll be very difficult to get a superhero X movie to a hundred million dollars, and people say, well, can you believe that they were able to get Doctor Strange to one hundred thirty million dollars back thirty yeah. years ago or something? Because now that genre is new and fresh and vigorous in its own but after a while way well i mean as we were discussing on tuesday like the idea of you know box i i, I really do think we are in the start of the kind of death spiral of hollywood that mm-hmm. like you have you have mm-hmm. this you have a series of uh escalatingly bad summers and uh eventually you end up in a real um distribution pickle where you 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 are trying to get movies directly to people instead of in the theaters and they just don't go anymore i like i think things are about to get much much worse what yeah well the good news is hollywood is such a lean and efficient production (laughs) engine that there's no fat to trim on it Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. so they'll they'll figure out their way out of this because that is an industry that is just single-minded and and just Firing on all cylinders. Mm. I, I have faith in those guys out there. I, I've got good news and bad news. Uh, I believe Gene Shalit saw <gasps> Close Encounters. Oh. But the bad news is 
I suspect he actually hasn't seen it since November 1977. So that if he gave better. The, if he gave the review, it might be kind of. I'm betting he recycles. If you want to hear it, I don't know. It's up to you. Come on, Gene. All right, I've been away for so long. Let, let's make room for Gene. <clears throat> A new and fresh review. Sorry, I'm late. Those gas lines are killer. But I'm pretty sure we'll solve our energy crisis soon thanks to our new president, Jimmy Carter. Anyway, Close Encounters of the Third Kind is one of the best films of the year. I put it right up there with Capricorn One and Disney's The Rescuers. And unlike Star Wars, this movie doesn't take place in a galaxy far, far away. It's about an alien encounter right here in America. Now, the aliens are about the size of that little guy in that new TV show on ABC, Fantasy Island. Richard Dreyfuss gives a stellar performance. Move over, Duddy Kravitz. And Francois Truffaut is magnifique. Talk about a French connection. Watching all the special effects, my eyes were like saucers. Flying saucers. I give Close Encounters four stars. Now, if you'll excuse me, I've got a Close Encounter of my own with a turkey. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. That's the Critics Corner. Duddy um, Kravitz. I don't understand. Like who is Duddy? John Podhoritz. If he's listening, he'll get the Duddy Kravitz. Uh, I, reference. Uh, yeah. That's before my time, I guess. 77. That was him and his high. Him and Brian Gumble, probably. Um, uh, one of the interesting things from the special before they showed mm, the movie, mm-hmm, the, yeah. the, the interviews. The little documentary. Docu- was Spielberg talking about John Williams. Yeah. Because he said he didn't know if Williams would have had enough, in his words, uh, any ta- uh, gas left in the tank because mm-hmm. he had just done the music for uh, Star Wars. And you forget that, uh, so I think Star Wars was what, summer, 77? Yeah, a few months before. Yeah. And then Close Encounters was November, but he really yeah. pulls it off. Yeah. But what, what I, so that's impressive. But- you know, the first time I saw Close Encounters as a kid was like on HBO, and <laughs> of course, and uh, but I didn't like it. And what I remembered was watching the family fall apart, and mm-hmm. that's the part that that's mm-hmm. the only part that really stuck with me. Yeah. And you, there's a there's a scene where Richard Dreyfuss is piling on the mashed potatoes, <laughs> yeah. and the kid starts crying. He starts tearing up. And I was just like, "This is terrible." Yeah, I remember. Uh, so again, I hadn't I hadn't seen it for a few years. I hadn't seen it since before I had had uh, my child. And I I like I I I I remember that scene and thinking it was like kind of cute and funny. <laughs> no, and no. and then I watched this. And I'm like, "Oh God, that's really depressing." Like yeah. this is like because there are things that are cute and funny about the way Richard Dreyfuss plays that character uh, and um, Terry Gar. Yeah, Terry uh, Gar. Like the scene, the scene and the. Um, in the in the uh, the hearing room where they're talking yeah. about the UFOs, yeah. right? And then the old man is like, <laughs> "I saw Bigfoot." Right. That's what killed the credibility. And so. and and Terry Gar is like laughing into her hand, and Richard Dreyfuss has his he's like he's, he's literally face palming, yeah. and 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 like that stuff is very funny. And and even this and even like the fight, right, where she leaves with the kids, <laughs> and he like hops up on the car, he's like. Honey, where are you going? This is insane. Right. And it's just like that is so funny and like and he's like he like buckles his, you know, robe to go inside and like, hey, hey Bob, as he's going back in the house. And like some of that stuff has the very Spielbergian touch of like humor in the midst of absurdity and 
but yeah, the uh, I had I had kind of it, it was definitely much more depressing. Yeah, much it, more it, depressing it, watching it, the family fall apart. And, and Richard Dreyfus had a hilarious tweet about that a few years ago, didn't he? About uh, the the truth of yeah, well, it, what did he say? There's something? gonna there's gonna be a sequel where uh, he comes back and has to explain to his family where he's been for the last thirty five <laughs> yeah, years. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, JVL. What that stuff's not normal. <laughs> That's not how all families are. <laughs> JBL's uh, just I, been I'm imagining. I know. <laughs> yeah, you know, so I, being raised in a vaguely Taliban-ish training camp, I was not permitted to see Close Encounters when it first came out, despite the fact that I had dying to see it because I was super into E.T. when E.T. came out. And so I thought, wow, these things are just... So I didn't see Close Encounters until I was maybe like 12 years old on VHS, and I had in my mind's eye, turned it into, because it was a sensation. I mean, people like you, Sonny, don't realize that, like, Close Encounters everywhere. It was T-shirts. Yep. It, was, it was, if there's a board game, it was a big deal. I had turned it into something that it could not possibly live up to, and when I saw it on VHS on my 22-inch home screen. Drags, very disappointing. I looked at it, and I just thought, I can't believe this is the thing everybody is going mm-hmm. crazy mm-hmm. about, because this is yeah. Bullstein. Mm-hmm. You know, like this is mm-hmm. there's, mm-hmm. yeah. There's nothing in this. Bullstein. And well, I, <laughs> I have to do one beep. I don't want to go and try to find another one. I have a lot of work to dig out of after being gone for three weeks. Well, you know, you don't yeah. have to bleep that much. NYPD Blue started that, right? Yeah, well, yeah I think yeah. I think Dennis Fran started yeah. that. So, so I I never went back to it, and I have never had any interest in going back to mm. it because that to me sits as just one of those gigantic cinematic disappointments. Which again, I'm sure I'd feel differently today yeah. if I got to see it in a big theater on a real screen as a grown up person. But I don't know. I will tell you, my favorite scenes in that movie are at the beginning. It's the recovery of Flight 19 in the in the Sonora Desert in yeah. Mexico. Yeah, yeah. If you listen to the music when they do this, when they're finding and they're turning on the engines. It's hints of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. In this, the music. It's hints. Yeah. It's not hints of Star Wars. It's hints of Raiders of the Lost Ark. And the air traffic control scene, which they explained in that uh, little preview before the movie. They used real air traffic control guys in the whole thing. And, and that, the, the I, that was really intense. The overlapping dialogue, the way everybody's yes. kind of talking on top of each other. It was, I mean, it really is. It, it, it is. It really is an impressive movie. You should. You should like yeah. actually watch it. Just again. for those seats. You should the watch way it the, again. Just for those seats and the way the camera so slowly moves towards and focuses on that one, you know, guy yeah. at his monitor, and people start turning around as they begin to realize this is what they think it is yeah. because it, something is anomalous, and they all start turning over. And they are turning. You know, looking like, over their shoulder. Do you want to? Do you want to register a UFO? Yeah. And like, eh, I wouldn't know yeah. what to say. No, it's crazy. Yeah. It's uh, it, it, that's a great scene. But that that was really for it. Me, the, the highlights. And I'll do it. I'll I'll, yeah. uh, I'll order it, it up on Amazon. I'll stream it, it and uh, then I'll watch it with my kids. Watch it on your phone. Yeah. Should watch oh, it on yeah, your phone. Oh, yeah, I'll do that. You should I'll watch it on your phone while you're on, at the gym. At the gym on the phone <laughs> over the course of three different workouts. I'm gonna I'm gonna send I'm gonna send David Lynch to your house. <laughs> JVL, Perfect. do you, do you remember do you remember the March Madness ad based on close encounters where you know how Richard Dreyfus gets obsessed with building Devil's Tower in the house and he does the mashed potatoes and they had it with Tubby Smith and uh, Mike Shashevsky and they're all yeah, building the brackets yeah right? no they're building like the sh- uh, the Omni in Atlanta I think which was where the final four was being held and so they're building the stadium in the form of mashed potatoes and then uh, Tubby Smith has a giant mountain in his room it's fantastic if anybody out there finds that video um, huh. of that it's a fantastic That'd be pretty commercial. good in show notes wouldn't it that would if you can't I've, I've, if that's gonna unable, happen I've been unable to find it okay 
Do we want to do a uh, Spielberg? Yes. Yeah, Can we do Spielberg ranked? Ranked? Let's do, let's do Spielberg. At this hour, let's do Spielberg. Yes. Ranked. I mean, do we want to discuss Spielberg first, or just go, go for ranking? it? Go yeah, for yeah, it. Yeah, both. JBL. No, I, I don't know. Spielberg is to me the quintessential American movie maker of his generation, and it's sort of difficult to imagine American cinema today without him. I mean, he is the industry in a way that no other modern filmmaker is. And the only real analogs he probably have is like D.W. Griffith or something like that, yeah. right? I mean, I would say he is... He's a tremendously important figure. He is the definitive commercial American filmmaker of the last 50 years. 40 years, I yes. guess. 40 years. Um, and I, I, like, if anything, I think he's actually weirdly underrated at this point. I think he is not appreciated. Totally I think I think he is not appreciated for being what is again essentially the greatest commercial American filmmaker of our entire lives. Totally agree. And, and like but like Jaws changed the industry, right? I mean, so before Jaws they opened movies in different ways. Right. After Jaws, Jaws summer box creates, office. Right, right. Jaws creates the wide release. It creates the summer tent pole. Mm-hmm. Everything we know about the movie industry we know today because of what Spielberg has done. And and it's interesting that he has gone through periods where he becomes self-serious and does his handsome American filmmaking, but then he snaps himself out of it after mm-hmm. a few years. He is always moving. He's always directing. He's had years where he's had yep. two major movies out at the same time. Uh, he goes from project to project with wildly uneven quality. You know, some of good Spielberg is in, is the best that film gets. And bad Spielberg is mm. bad. Yeah. And, but that's, in a way, I find that reassuring. He's not a Kubrick where everything is its own little right. masterpiece yeah. because he's making so many movies yep. that he really, he's just making movies. He's I have, a working director. Yeah. And I just, I, I find that tremendously uh, admirable. I've tried hard to like 1941 and I still can't like 1941. Yeah, yeah. It's hard and it's got a great cast yeah. but I just argh. No, I mean I, I like I I was just running through his his uh IMDb profile before we came here and really he through five different decades he has at least one four-star movie and sometimes Easily. several. Mm-hmm. I mean in the 1970s you have Jaws and Close Encounters. The 1980s you have Raiders of the Lost Ark and ET. Uh in the 1990s you have Jurassic Park Schindler's List in the same year. And also Saving Private Ryan. 2000s, Minority Report in Munich. I know some people don't like Munich. Those worlds. people are wrong. And in the, the 2010s, you have Lincoln, which I think, which I actually did not appreciate at the time and I rewatched recently and is just a amazing piece of filmmaking. Just like a perfect piece of historical uh, cinema. And, and this doesn't even include Last Crusade, Temple of Doom, uh, War of the Worlds, Empire of the Sun, Catch Me If You Can, or even the vastly underrated Hook. Uh, and and I think I think I, I I really I like there there is nobody else like this who has the same sort of longevity and also commercial success. You could talk about a Kubrick who made uh, almost perfect films in four or five different decades, but he also only made you know twelve or thirteen movies. Right. I like it's 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 hard to find anybody uh, really to compare him to. Do you have a? Do you have any strong feelings about what? What's your gut feeling about Ready Player One? Big movie, bad movie. <laughs> you keep trying I to keep talk on about it up. Disaster. You keep trying to talk about Ready Player One. Disaster, disaster, disaster. It could, it, it could be, it could be a giant disaster. I mean, the problem is the source material is bad and in nostalgic in a way that, like, I think could play into some of Steven Spielberg's 
best and worst instincts. I don't. It could actually be brilliant. I this is this no, is actually. I think mm-hmm. it. I think it could be no, amazing. Um, uh, but I, I do think that there's there's a very real possibility that it's going to be a real. So I, I have an auteur question yes. about Spielberg. Okay, it is undeniably true that in many Steven Spielberg movies, if you are dropped into the middle of the movie without knowing who the director is, you would say, "Oh, that must be Spielberg." So mm-hmm. if you knew nothing about anything, but you knew who Steven Spielberg was, mm-hmm. and I showed you Jurassic Park, you would say Steven Spielberg directed this movie. That is not true for all of his films, though. Is it? It's probably not true for the ones that we kind of forget about, right? Like, I don't know that it would be true for The Color Purple. I don't know that it would be true for... Like, Bridge of Spies. I like Bridge of Spies a lot. I really like that movie. Yeah. Yeah. I don't... When I watch it, that does not jump out at me as this is a Spielbergian No, and and not movie. in the same way that Lincoln does. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so which was made around the same time. This is, again, this yeah. is not a criticism, yeah, yeah. but just uh, unpacking him as right. an auteur, that he, he isn't even relying on a signature bit it of It used tricks, to be easy. Right? It used to be easy, like, oh, because you're seeing from the mind of a child, from the eyes of a child, you know, everything's from the eyes of a child, but mm. then he obviously expanded. Yeah. Or like Empire of the Sun, or like, Love yeah, Empire no, of I, the uh, Sun. I, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying, yeah. Yeah, and even so even The Lost World, which I think might be the worst Spielberg movie. I forget that he directed that. Uh, there is a shot in it. It's the crane shot when you see the Velociraptors coming yes. through the tall grass yes. from mm-hmm. lots of different directions. That's great. And you could watch that whole movie thinking, this movie is a pile of garbage. Who directed this? And then when you see that shot, you go, oh, well, this is a Spielberg movie. Because that shot is so masterfully constructed, mm. and that chase scene is so tightly put together, you're like, okay, so the, Spielberg is doing this. There's, yeah, there's one, there's one better scene. That, there's one better scene than that JVL, and it's where Jeff Goldblum's daughter's on the uneven Gymnast- parallel yeah, gymnastics kicks, kicks the velociraptor. Kicks the velociraptor. Yeah. How does? How does? You know, F equals M A. The right? fact, the fact, and so she weighs. We all know what eleven year old girls weigh, right? About eighty two pounds. Vic. And so, how, why are you looking at fast? Does she need to be moving right. in order to knock an eleven hundred pound Velociraptor off no. of its? I remember. I, I remember. She's I, going nine hundred miles an hour. Yeah, I, I actually I rewatched that movie recently as well, maybe a year ago, and all the way up until that scene, I was like, God, this is kind of. This is better than I remember it being. There and then that like, scene. And then there's that scene. And then there's the, the Tyrannosaurus Rex running through San Diego. San Diego. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I was just like, ah, this really kind of falls apart. This has third act problems. Third act problems. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's actually the, like, that scene, like, for my son, that's the highlight. Yeah. Oh, he's in the city. It's yeah. so crazy. You know? Okay. Uh, we have enough time for a ranking or no? Uh, I, we should each rank something different. Can I rank yeah. most underrated? Sure. Oh, sure. And you guys can do, like, best and worst? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No? Uh, I'll, yeah. I'll do. Well, okay. Go, go for it. Go. Three most underrated. Uh, one, Catch Me If You Can, which I just love the heck out of. I think it's a great, great movie, movie uh, that gets lost in the Spielberg over where everybody else is looking at Saber Private Ryan and Schindler's List. Uh, two, Bridge of Spies. Again, I really like the movie. And three, Minority Report, which is a great, yep. great sci-fi movie with a fully realized and lived-in world with a fantastic Peter Stormare crazy thing in the middle. I, I just and Max von Sydow. I hate to mention him because he's you know still alive. But Jeez, I don't. love Max von Sydow. I just saw him in the Game of Thrones. We gotta the cut this. Eyed Raven. We gotta cut this. Cut that part out. Okay, I'll this. give you my uh, six favorite. How's that? Go for it. Okay, six favorites. Six favorites. Yeah, yeah, because these are the six that I like. Okay, the other ones that you mentioned, by the way, I, I love them all too. And um, 
Yeah, these uh, are just Bridges the ones that I think get, Bridges, get lost. At, at Bridges in the, Spot, I like Mark Rylance. He was really good at that. Great. Okay, uh, Saving Private Ryan at, at six. Empire of the Sun, young Christian Bale, but also not just John Malkovich, but John Malkovich's sidekick Joey Pants is in that movie. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Okay, Jurassic Park. Um, that's from beginning Three. to end, just solid. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, four. Okay. Three is Schindler's List. Um, just amazing. Uh, two is Jaws. And number one, AI, artificial intelligence. I approve. I approve. <laughs> I was kidding, Sonny. Raiders of the Lost Ark. I'll give you one scene from you Raiders. Mean Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Wait, that, did they change it now? Well, originally, yep. the original title was just SMDH. Indiana Jones, right? No, no the, the original, original title was Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, it was Raiders of the Lost Ark. They changed it in the video yeah. store, right, right. Oh, literally, no. so that when the people oh. alphabetized them in the video store, mm-hmm. they would be next to each other. Oh, That's my. why they changed it. Well, the, I will give you one favorite scene from that movie, and then on to you, Sonny, and that is when uh, Marion is out drinking um, Belloc and they're and they're and, and 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 they're and they're drinking that stuff and uh, um, uh, and then uh, she tries to escape and then she runs into Tote the uh, the interrogator and so she's cowering with Belloc and Tote takes out what looks like a tri staff nunchuck <laughs> and then he turns it to I was in the theater when I saw that because you, you're terrified right oh now. Yeah, my god what is he gonna do with, with that thing horrible. that nunchuck and. And and the whole theater just erupted in, yeah. in laugh. I mean, it, it was amazing. It was pretty much the only time that Steven Spielberg has ever humanized a Nazi. <laughs> I mean, like it was like it's like kind of a funny moment, right? Like it's like he doesn't really treat the Nazis for laughs too often, and that I would say <laughs> is probably right. the one. It was so weird. Okay, right. go ahead, Sonny. All right, I'm going to do most underrated decade. Oh, I'm going to do most underrated Steven Spielberg decade, and I think yeah. it's his 2000s. 2001, you have AI, artificial intelligence. 2002, you have Minority Report. 2002, still, you have Catch Me If You Can. 2004, The Terminal, eh, it's okay. 2005, War of the Worlds. And 2005, again, Munich. So basically, in a five-year period there, uh, or I guess six years, 2000 to 2005, um, or I'm sorry, yeah, five years, 2001 to 2005, you you have, have, I would say, at least two four-star movies and maybe three four four-star movies i'm not a i'm not a huge catch me if you can guy but i i, I appreciate there are, uh, are a lot of guys out there who are and i remember i remember a few years back people were talking about oh god steven spielberg hasn't made a great movie since saving private ryan and those people are idiots those people are those people are goddamn idiots they're they're uh, like he has been i would say he he hasn't been as good as he was in the like real meat of his career in the late 70s early 80s or even again in that like 90s run but i i, I most filmmakers 98% of filmmakers would mm. kill for Steven Spielberg's career from 2001 to 2005 absolutely i would say also uh like i can understand how somebody becomes a doomsday prepper if you watch war of the worlds i could see becoming that because i mean really yeah. you know yeah. frightening Terrifying. Okay. Corrections. Additions. JVL, do you have any corrections from last week? I had a couple things. Oh. What? Not corrections. Oh. First of all, I wanted to do show and tell since today is the first day of school, (laughs) otherwise known as the happiest day of the year. Why am I scared? Okay. My buddy Jason O'Connell sent me something in the mail today. (laughs) Oh. My gosh. A coffee table book, the world's most expensive watches. Sonny, are you interested in it? Nope. It tells you the prices of all the things. 
I mean, I know that's what you care about most. That's literally the only thing I care about when it comes to watches because watches are ridiculous uh, luxury items. It's fantastic. Uh, it's intriguing, actually. Listening, I'll, I'll even say that. It looks intriguing. Listening that to your, again, fantastic episode on Smash Mouth and what was a Mike, That was a Mike Warren uh, catered episode. Yeah. I wanted to give you three quick concert notes okay. oh, of please. my own. Oh, yes. Is that okay? I wondered about what would you have said. So my single favorite- You've been to a concert? You know- I used to be cool, man. You, wow! I'm going to get a correction on that one from Shannon. Shannon, when you get to this part of the, just, just, just DM me, so I can, so I can correct this. Get that for the next week's episode. Okay. I was at a Primus show once upon a time. You know, Les Claypool. Do you even know who Primus is? What Primus is? Who Les Claypool is? Sonny. Yeah, they do the, uh, they do the, uh, the theme for South Park. Yes. That's right. And uh, their front man is the bassist, Les Claypool, who is a tremendous bassist. He's so good at bass that he was able to create a star career for himself by playing the bass. And we are at a Primus show, and uh, my buddy Chris, all these, I think, are Chris move, uh, Chris things, because Chris was a big concert guy. And uh, <laughs> Wait, wait. So your friend Chris is cool. Oh, Chris is way cool. Okay. Yeah. Well, no, that I makes, just sort of that makes more sense. I'm like the remora fish slimming around in, in Chris's slipstream. Uh, <laughs> Liz Claypool says, this song is about a friend of mine. He took a belt and he hung himself. Oh. <laughs> it's like launching the okay. song. I was like, wow. That was, that was kind of cool. But so no. the, the single best concert experience I ever had was I saw Pearl Jam with Chris the summer that they broke big. And it was an early show. They were not even top billing. I think they were third billing, even though at that moment they were the hottest band in the country. And it was kind of amazing to be at a show where both the audience and the guys on stage understood that this was the moment when they were catching Mm. the wave Mm. and going from just being a local grunge band into superstardom. And that was a weird experience. Like that was, I mean, it was, it was, do you, just very strange. Do you remember the other acts? Soundgarden. No. Is it Smashing Pumpkins and Nirvana? <laughs> the Chili Peppers, I think, were the headliner because um, they were already established. Okay, Soundgarden so. was there, but was all, was not. Soundgarden yeah. was still two years away from catching big, mm-hmm. and it was it was awesome. It was it was really it was a, just a cool yeah. environment. And the worst concert experience I've ever had was a Dave Matthews show. I am. You're too old for that, I my li- friend. No, I too like old. Dave Matthews a ton. I have tremendous amount of respect for him as a musician. I went to a show, and this is what I, I just hate about stoner culture. So he spent, as far as I could tell, like 30% of the show in the wings of the, the stage getting high and coming out and making jokes about it. And so did the rest of the band. And the audience thought it was the greatest single thing yeah. ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I sat there, and I just wanted to freaking see Dave Matthews You play. just wanted to hear Ant- Ants marching. No, like, oh, like, I was a big Dave Matthews guy back in the number day. Number 41. Yeah, Satellite. Whatever. Yes. And, and so this is what, I was the only person at the concert not having a good time. And I sat there. I think you needed to smoke a doobie to have a good time. Why nobody why else could see that this was preposterous, that this guy was so not wait. delivering the thing that he had promised, so which what was you're, what a you're saying, musical concert. What you're saying is that <laughs> you, you were at an event, and- Ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the people there were having a great time, and the problem was them, and not they me. were the problem. Not you, they were the. Not, you know, that makes sense. Yeah, but makes this sense. is but this is what I I hate stoner humor. Mm. Like whenever I see stoner movies, I never find there's not a single joke that lands for me. I hated what being about there. Dude, with where's all my this. car? Yeah, exactly. 
I would say, you know what? I'd say stop smoking those drugs unless you want to share. That's what I would say. Pass it. Pass what? the doobies. Yeah. No, the idea of Vic. Vic's, the, see the problem. The problem with Vic, Dad. What are you doing? The, I, I just imagine Vic with like the younger employees at the Free Beacon right now, <laughs> being like, so "Guys, puff, puff, pass." <laughs> and it's the worst thing that I've ever imagined. You just in horrified my head. me. I'm now ter- I'm I'm scared straight. God. Okay. We were we uh, were yes. at uh, <laughs> we were now I was it was in Vic's office. Uh, we had some younger employees once upon a time. Uh, two younger gals who were about 23 and they were I'm in Vic's scared. office. No, this is hysterical. Oh, when was they, this? Oh. This is about 10 years ago. And they were, it was literally, it was like a Monday afternoon, like, hey, how's everybody's weekend? And these two girls were like, oh, it was skeezy. We were at this club and there was this old guy who was there who was hitting on us <laughs> and Vic is laughing and I'm laughing and they're telling us the whole story about it and it's really, really funny story yeah, about yeah, their so you know, nagging him or and Vic says to him, so how old was he? And the girl goes, I don't know, like your age. <laughs> <laughs> I almost That's died the best. laughing. Yeah, That's and I, the best I, thing I, I immediately ever. hid my bouquet of flowers that I was going to give them. Okay. Because <laughs> you could tell that in, in Vic's mind oh, picture hey of guys. the story, right. I know, I'm the old guy is like 79 or something. <laughs> I'm picturing. I was picturing the guy who's the yeah. object so of the wait, wait. fun. So basically, he's now my age. Is that right? Is that? Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. No, Which okay, is totally good, cool, good. by the way. Yeah. I don't think that's old at all. No. Or in your 40s. I'm going to Chili's. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm going to Home Depot and not get a grill. Spirit of the week is Maker's <laughs> is Maker's Mark. Uh, always good, part of the Jim Beam family. It, it was always top shelf, and then everybody started drip, started drinking right. it. So it's still top shelf, but everybody's drinking it. So uh, prop, it's actually it's, props to them. It is actually like an appropriately priced bourbon at this point. It yeah. used to be too expensive. Now yeah. it's actually mm-hmm. the right they price because be everything the, else is too expensive. They used to be the top selling yeah. in terms of price, and then they became the top selling in terms of volume. It's yeah. like the best of both worlds. Well, remember when they tried to change the formula so it was like a lower? They had uh, tried and because they, there was a scarcity yeah. issue. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that is all the time we are giving to this episode. Questions, comments, complaints, compliments. Tweet us at Victorina Mattis, at Sunny Bunch. Again, be sure to subscribe to us on. Yeah. Uh, and at JV Last, I forgot. I forgot I have to chime mm-hmm. in here because he's That's been gone right. for so long. Yeah. For so many, many, many years now. And do send at Michael R. Warren a note, you know. Tell him he's, tell yeah. him he's not missed. <laughs> Maybe we'll see him in another year. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes or Google Play or Stitcher. Just type in Substandard on a podcast. We're there. Leave a review. Tell your friends. Don't forget, Substandard show notes just might be up on Friday at 11 a.m. Until next time. Yeah, probably no Ooh. show notes because I got to go to a surf surf tournament this oh, weekend up at the beach in Jersey. Going to Belmar, the Belmar Pro Open. I'm blinking really flat fast with my eyes. Really, you're the going Belmar to, Are Pro you Open. really going to Belmar? Yeah. Are you really going? Are to you going to be up there this weekend? Uh, no, but it's a good time to go up after Labor Day because all the bennies are gone. The bennies are gone. Well, I'm not a benny because oh, no, I got not. My aunt lives in What's Belmar. What's a benny? The New Yorkers. How about Why, what is he? The... I'm not sure, but I do know shoebies. You know what the shoebies are? No, the shoebies are the Philly people. Philly people would come down with her. They called them shoebies because they brought their lunches in shoeboxes or something like that. No. Yeah. I yeah, yeah. never knew that. Yeah. That's just fascinating. No, 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 no. Is it? <laughs> See, I, I <laughs> always it? thought that Benny's was just out of towners. I didn't realize it was specific to New Yorkers, Yorkers yeah. coming to the Jersey uh-huh. Shore. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, so You're not going to be up there? Because that would be kind of awesome. The, 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 the wow. single best surprise of my, my beach weekend 
or my beach two weeks, was that our friends, Catherine and Christian, were down there staying on the same oh, island as us. Oh, nice. How are they doing? And they, they're great. Good. And we got to all go out to ice cream together, and our kids played together. Wait, is this where you had the ice cream cone? Uh, the one that melted all over you without the were bib? They, were they there for that? I mean, we went out to ice cream every night, so I can't remember if they... No, I think they were there. Yes. 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 Now that I'm thinking about right. it, this was the night Catherine Catherine and Christian, and Christian need to chime in with the... You know who you are. You need to chime in and let us know how disgusted JBL was with his ice cream cone. I'm not kidding. I was twitching. Uh, I'm sure it's not fine. 